Welcome back, listeners. I know it's been a while. You guys have probably had a lot going on in your lives. We wanted to give you as much time as absolutely possible before we did another episode. But, you know, we're tired of waiting. So here's our next episode. The sarcasm is real for sure. Yeah. Sorry. We've had a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives, which has prevented us from being as consistent as we would like to be. But we're back. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I'm excited. I don't know about our listeners, but I'm really excited. And like you said, we did have a lot of personal drama going on, uh, but hopefully it won't keep us from being more consistent in the future. That's our plan anyway. Yeah. I am glad to be back. So just like always, we have uh, Kevin and the host, which is me, and we are going to read some spooky tales today. Um, this one's on me. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm excited. I did a lot of research for this one. So it's got a few twists and turns. A lot of you listeners may have already heard it because it's been on a lot of podcasts. Um, it's called The Cursed Chair. Ooh. Yeah. So this might be one that you've already heard of too, Kevin, but it has a surprise ending. So I want you to be 100% honest and tell me if you already knew this. Okay. Do you want me to tell you right now or should I wait? Well, you can tell me right now that you know of the cursed chair. That's not going to be a surprise. Go ahead. Yeah, I know of the cursed chair. Yeah. Why don't you tell me what you know? Okay. So I know that um, the cursed chair was basically this guy uh, beat his father-in-law to death for sitting in his chair and then he was executed and he said that nobody should sit in his chair or you know it'd be like the last thing they did because it was his chair which is super weird and so then the chair got passed around and ended up at this tavern and they have a couple stories where people dared each other to sit in it they sat in it and then bad things happened and they of course met their demise and so then the like tavern owner uh, had the chair placed on the wall so people can't sit on it anymore. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good um, summation of our episode. But do I, um, do you want to, do you want to hear the surprise or am I, I'm waiting for that. You're waiting for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't get to spoil it at the beginning. I was just asking. No. And then, um, do you believe in cursed objects? I do. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends on the cursed object, but, and I don't know, maybe I said that too fast. I I do believe that there are are objects that um, can hold power over people, but I guess ultimately, like, it's mostly self-fulfilling prophecies, or there's something on the object that's causing it yeah no i've seen i've seen the mummy that didn't look like self-fulfilling prophecy to me okay but mummy aside um there are you know things like there was stuff that they pulled out of um mummy tombs speaking of mummies and then they thought it was a cursed object but turns out it's because it had an ancient bacteria on it that was actually killing people so i mean you could say, of course, that's the curse of the object, and they got what they deserved for pulling it out of somebody's tomb. But at the same time, like, 
was it the curse of the mummy that was killing them or was it ancient bacteria? Have you seen the mummy? The one with Brendan Fraser? Yeah, I mean, the guy sucked the other dude's face off. I'm pretty sure it was the mummy. Dude, that's fiction. Okay. That's not real. Just checking. We were on the same page. That's all. Not real. Mummies don't I actually mean, do that. They just lay in their little case and their sarco- sarcophaguses and don't you, move. You live in your reality. I'll live in my reality. Okay, you enjoy your reality over there. Yeah, my reality is I'm going to go to Egypt and I'm going to meet Brandon Fraser. Okay. Is he worth all that drama? Uh, have you seen the movie? Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess they make it out in the end, so it's fine, right? Oh my gosh. Cool. What is more tantalizing than a chair cursed? In North Yorkshire lived a chair in a tavern that legend holds was the last stop before Hangman's Hill. Thomas Busby owned an inn with an oak chair, one that was apparently his favorite. So you were right about that. The well, short apparently, backstory. apparently we have no proof. Well, we don't have proof because it's all word of mouth and hearsay. It's a legend, right? Yeah. Maybe he was going to beat his father-in-law to death, regardless of which chair he sat in. You know, honestly, knowing more about Thomas Busby, I'm thinking. Probably, yeah. The short backstory of Busby was as follows. He was not the nicest man or the most stand-up citizen. Breaking the law was pretty typical and financially beneficial for him and his father-in-law, who also happened to be his partner in crime. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So they had a thing going. One day they had an argument that lasted hours. And at one point it involved the chair. Oh, please. That's like a a Saturday evening for me. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't brag about that, Kevin. No. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, apparently, they have been arguing for a really long time, and at one point, Buzzy's father-in-law sat in his chair, and he just reamed into him. Does the father-in-law have a name? No, it's just father-in-law. Okay, so it found his father-in-law in the chair, and he reamed into him, forcefully having to remove him from it. So he, like, actually, like, yanked him out. Evicted him out- from the chair. Yes, he was evicted. Chair evicted. Hours later, though, he bludgeoned his father-in-law with a hammer and hid his body in the forest. So it's not really that he sat in the chair. It's that they had been having arguments supposedly about a crime that they were committing. Um, They, like, differed on how to do it. So it didn't take long for the town to bring him to trial, however, and he was sentenced to death very gruesomely. So you don't want to hear this. You should skip ahead. I'm still here. Uh, You're still here? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. You want to fast forward 15 seconds? No, I'm good. Let's go. Okay. So um, basically, basically, this is where the legend splits. Some say Busby was offered one last drink in his chair, and upon leaving it to his execution, he cursed it. Some say he cursed it while being hung from the gibbets. However, it happened, he notoriously cursed the chair that if anyone sat in it after him, they would surely die. 
So then that's not really something to worry about because he's dead, so nobody can actually sit in the bathroom. I mean, I guess the first bloke can. But then after that, you're sitting in it after whoever sat in it before you. Cleverly, cleverly. That's literally the same thought I had, actually, quite legitimately, was I was like, okay, well, so then there's only one person that can sit in it after you, quote unquote. Yeah. But. Done. Yeah. That's how legends are. Um, And I looked it up. I didn't know how dying from a gibbet actually was. But it is not being hung, dude. No. There's so much more to it than that. No, I didn't know it was from a gibbet. And yeah, that's not a that's not a fun way to go. I'm not going to say it here because like it's really gross. But um you know literally everyone's gonna Google it after this. Because Google it at your own warning. Unless Kevin, do you want me to say it now? Uh, no, I guess, I guess they could Google it if they want to know. That way we can protect some of our more delicate listeners. Dude, yeah. how cost me to stop talking? This is not It's not cost me. That is Misaki. Oh, it's and Misa? I, yeah, I'll tell you exactly what's happening. So, Kasumi has a toy. And Misa is not, like, mm, I guess confident enough yet to just go and like attack her with the toy and try and engage in wrestling so instead she lays down maybe three feet away and then she barks at her trying to get Kasumi to attack her so that she can engage with her and the toy nice and it never works out the way she wants oh here she is hi honey hi Lisa what's the problems your sister don't want to play with you Yes, come shoot with me. Okay, but what's the next part of the story? Sorry. Yeah, next part. Okay, so now we're going to get into the chair. Because a lot of people did die. So the first death is thought to have been two friends visiting the pub in 1894. The one who sat in the chair was found hung on a tree next to the gibbet the next morning. His cause of death not revealed until decades later. Hmm. So... He was hung next to the same gibbet that um, yeah. Busby died on. Yeah. Okay. Then during World War I and World War II, military men would visit the pub, and legend states that those who sat in the chair never returned. Dun, dun, dun. In 1960, two airmen dared each other to sit in the chair. Hours later on their way home, their car hit a tree, and both men died. Aw. Yeah. A cleaning woman, while mopping, accidentally bumped into it and then suffered a brain tumor. And a delivery man sat in it, and an hour later, his truck crashed, causing his death. Now, the delivery man, that one made me sad because after the cleaning woman had died, you're right, the pub owner got weirded out. He didn't hang it on the wall. What he did was he put it in a back storeroom because he didn't want anybody else sitting in it. Mm-hmm. But when the delivery man came, um, you would have to go through two doors. So he went through the first door. So he was in the back room in the storeroom and he knocked on the second door to get the bar owner's attention. But then he sat in the chair while he waited for the bartender to come open the door. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So the, um, the delivery man death, that one made me sad. Uh, 
Okay, so the chair has been linked to 60 deaths and was eventually donated to the Minsk Museum, who hung it from the ceiling rather than risk any brave soul sitting in it intentionally or Got even it. by chance. And it's still there today. So do you know what the Minsk, Minsk M-I-N-S-K, museum is? Um, I thought the Minsk Museum was, the, uh, was a museum uh, where they collect a bunch of um, cursed objects. Yeah, in the United Kingdom. And yeah. that's exactly what it is. So they have uh, cursed objects, spooky objects, objects that have been like uh, participated in certain in deaths and so on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So they have, they're the ones that hung it from the ceiling. So they have it. Yeah. But so they're the ones that have it suspended from the ceiling, uh, not taking any chances. I see. I see. Okay, so here is the twist ending. Okay, wait. Dun, dun, dun. Here you go. Nice. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Um, why don't you tell me the twist ending first? It's not real. <gasps> what? Yeah, I know. Surprised me too. Uh, did you research it? No. Then how do you know it's not real? Um, you know, just my normal puttering around things. Like I heard about it from uh Lore, the Lore podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I think uh, a couple years later I was planning a trip over there and I thought it would be cool to go see some cursed objects. It wasn't the chair I was researching. I was researching that cursed vase, uh, the vase of something or other. And mm-hmm. just along with my research, uh, it, things started to like kind of seem a little hinky. And then it was just read some stuff and it's like, oh, it's not real. Yeah. Okay. Which so I wasn't I really listened. surprised, but I was disappointed. And I'll tell you why. The only reason I was really like into this story specifically. Because I listened to the episodes on all of the podcasts. And that's why we drank covered it in their first season. Oh. Laura covered it. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, which is also um, Aaron right, Mickey. Aaron like, yeah. 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 A lot of, so a lot of podcasts covered it. But nobody mentioned that it wasn't real. Well, okay. But think about what is the purpose of these podcasts. And what kind of audience space they're pulling in. Of course, they're not going to tell you that it's not real. Not that I'm saying that these posts are dishonest because I, I love all of them. But it's like, why would they ruin the story for their listeners? I guess. I just thought that they would like, because maybe it's because it was the first season. but And that's why we drink. Oftentimes, in the end, she will reveal if she thinks that it's, sorry, if they think, man, I'm so bad. Um, they will reveal if they think that um, it's not an actual ghost story or something is hinky about it. Um, so maybe, yeah. Anyway, so I'm just going to reveal it now. Um, it isn't real. It is a fake. So the first man's death that sprung the urban legend, um, the two men and his friend sat in the chair and then they found him hung by the gibbet the next morning. Yeah. He confessed in 1914 on his deathbed that he 
actually murdered his friend and used the urban legend to cover his actions. So maybe that's 100% um, the curse. He only murdered his friend because of the curse. Yeah. I mean, and so he, and he got away with it. He got, got away with it until he, he was laying on it. his deathbed. What? I can't believe he got away with it. Yeah. The town, like, took it, the curse seriously. And um, because so many other people died and, like, even the tavern owner, he took it seriously, which is why he donated the chair to the Minks Museum. So, like, everybody that was involved with it was really taking it like it was a legitimate curse. The reason we found out it's not real is when it went to the Max Museum, they hired a furniture historian. And the furniture historian appraised the chair and noted it had machine-turned spindles, which didn't come about until the 18th century dating the chair to almost 138 years after Busby's death. That's the only reason they know that the chair is fake. Wow. Yeah, because it's been in that tavern that whole time. It just appeared 138 years after he died. Okay. Yeah. So the curse of the chair is that it was just used as an excuse to hide murder. That's actually very cool because i didn't know that it had been used as an excuse to hide murder i knew that the chair wasn't authentic um because it was not as old as bugsby yeah so so that's actually kind of interesting and i think that makes the chair um i was going to say more enchanting but i think that's a terrible word for it i think what it does is just make it all more interesting Oh, but, I was going to say really, really creepy. Yeah, there you go. To, like, to be able to manipulate and use other people's beliefs in order to cover up such a heinous crime. Right. I don't know. And close to 40 years is how long he was able to keep it. Well, yeah, maps. I mean, if you don't want to face punishment, I think that's a really good secret to keep. Yeah, I do think it's a little... I mean, and this is just me ethically, in my opinions. So obviously people can feel differently. I think it's a little mm, cheating or dirty pool to um, keep it until your deathbed and then confess just before you die. Well, people confess just before they die because they want it off their chest because they're about to go meet their maker. Is the no? Is the I get honest. that. No, I understand the the inclination. It's just that if you're going to own up to something, do it while you still have the opportunity to, to take responsibility for it. Yeah, because I definitely don't think it really counts as <laughs> repenting if you're doing it like right before your <gasps> final breath. Yeah, but at least uh, you know the dead guy's family get some closure yeah well anyway so that is the episode of the cursed chair and i hope it was as creepy as we wanted it to be i really enjoyed it i liked it very much i feel like my season is a little bit more i keep ruining it why how because your your season you would tell these really creepy stories and they were really good really creepy stories but they were also thought-provoking. And mine, I'm just kind of like, 
basic, basic stories. And then also like grand reveal. Stop wishing for compliments, host. Oh my gosh. We couldn't possibly love you any more than we already love you. So just stop. I wasn't fishing for compliments. No, it's actually been really fun because you get to hear about like things that are realistic. I was telling stories off of creepypasta. And so, of course, they were creepy because they weren't real. This is kind of fun because at least it dips into reality, which is very exciting for me. And I imagine our listeners. Um, But I am excited for season three if we ever shall get there because that's when we get to talk about our cryptids exactly yeah which is going to be awesome and we have big plans for season four too if we ever get there we're gonna get there i believe in us also i had this like amazing idea but i don't want to like say it to the listeners without running it past you first but if no no problem no i was gonna say no problem but you kept talking oh sorry that's okay did you want me to tell you my amazing idea you want me to wait I want you to wait. I want to sign off this episode, and then you can tell me your amazing idea. Before we get going, I just want to say to our listeners that if you're going through something challenging or even something that maybe sh- like you think shouldn't be challenging but is, for whatever reason, challenging for you, be kind to yourself. You are working super hard, and you're putting one foot in front of the other, and so you are killing it, whether you think you are or not. And it's not fair to compare yourself to others and set yourself up for an impossible standard. Appreciate the work that you're doing because the work you're doing is valuable. Take care of yourself. We all love you. Okay, listeners. Hang tight. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. And um, stay spooky. Ooh.